By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are recording on a Mercedes Monday. We are down in the valley. Are you ready? For episode 23 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, where the captions at, yo? Where them, where them, where them, where them, where them, yo? Where them, 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 Kills for show, aka don't touch the dancer. And joining me always is my bro host. This nigga said don't touch the dancer. Cause I am the that dancer that you don't need to be touching when work. I'm out there doing my thing. And you know who it is, your boy A Roscoe, aka DJ Roscoe Tinkoya, here on the ones and twos. Yep. And joining us today, always on the computer, the laptop, the equipment, the engineer, our gear. If our we were both Clifton. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't even do that. He ain't got that pizzazz like that. The boy, Daniel Rojas. Rojas. My pizzazz gets all the ass. Sure. <laughs> Live your truth. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we, all right. So we're back again for another episode, guys. You know, uh, everybody, how's everybody feeling today? You know, it's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new era. Doom, doom. Doom, doom. I, I, that's what I thought you was about to do, but we don't own the licensing rights to that. I, I was going to jump in, but again, yeah, we don't have the rights for that. Well, I did lose my book and get kicked out the circle of uh, unknown for a few hours and became an emo character in my D&D session. I thought you were about to say you lost your virginity, and I was like, ooh, you've been lying to these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Word, yeah, so so we're going to get this show on the road, you know, if you're first time listener, we start this off with, yo, what's popping, where we'll we go poppin'. around, and talk about, you know, headlines from um, pop culture over the last week, since the last time you heard us, and this week, there's been a lot of geek stuff, so we're going to actually start this off with some wrestling tidbits, because there was some things going on. A lot of things. During the week, so. Yeah, uh. Everybody that knows that watched WWE this weekend was SummerSlam weekend, so there was an NXT TakeOver as well as SummerSlam. Summer, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. Some things to take out from uh, TakeOver 30, Pat McAfee, decent wrestler. Yeah, I'm still glad he lost to Adam Cole, but he he might have a good career in wrestling if he don't look too too green. I can say that. Uh, Io Shirai still retained her belt against Dakota Kai. And Karrion uh, Cross has defeated Keith Lee for the NXT Championship match what? belt, as well as Karrion Cross might be injured. Wait, was that a clean win? Yes, it was a clean win. It was a nice. It was actually a decent match. Wow. I'm going front. Oh, I feel for, kind of disappointed because I thought it was going to like Keith Lee cook for a while, while with the belt. But do they have? But there but, is wait, a wait, reason for that. Yeah, I'm not saying, do they have plans for him moving up to the main roster? Is uh, that why they made uh, him lose the belt? Well, so yes, yeah, sir. That's why you weren't. While while we while we were watching what we're about to talk about today, they did announce Keith Lee moving up and debuting tonight on Monday's Monday Night's Raw Thunderdome. 
Yo, they fast track that quick. Uh, they no, they ain't fat. They super fast tracking them because ever since Survivor Series last year, when they had the three brands wrestle, Vince McMahon's been a fan of Keith Lee since then. Even more after Royal Rumble. You know why? Oh, bask in his glory. That ball never is limitless. That means it's limitless. But, it's, wait, um, wait. Oh, hold on. Before you get to the everything else, are they going to be setting up for him to beef with RR? No, because he's going to Raw and RR is on SmackDown. So all that shit with the, what do they call it again? Uh, that's all. That's crowd. That's both brands, but we don't know. Yeah, so if it's both brands, there's a possibility that they could be, but they but could, heads, but the thing is, we don't yeah. really know at what the they're moment. doing with this whole stable shit right Word. now, too. Um, and with SummerSlam, Asuka lost her match against Bailey, which was the debut, the starting match of SummerSlam, but mm. yet later on in the night, beat Sasha Banks. She adapted to everything that happened to her beforehand. So she has which belt now? She has the Raw belt back again. The Raw Women's Heavyweight belt. Yes. Word. As well as Drew McIntyre retained his belt against Randy Orton. What? And hold on. In the tagline, you never see this coming. Neither one of them, out of all three of their attempts, hit neither the Claymore or the RKO. What? And Drew won via a backslide reversal from an RKO. Of course. But was the match good overall? It was good. Once you get to the ending and you saw the reversal and then seen the pin, you just be like, okay. So is this set up for a rematch, or are they just going to one and done this one? I don't that? know. So that's still up in the air. It's still up in the air. Word. And the Fiend Bray Wyatt defeated Braun Strowman for the Universal title. Mm. And not only did he nicely defeat him and retain the title. Uh, With the clean and win? Get, and yes, get the clean win because Word. it was also a no DQ. Ah, so... All wins are clean if they're all dirty. So shit. well, it wasn't even a dirty. Well, technically, no DQ. So yeah. Yeah, but yet really, he just hit Sister Abigail. Well, after Brown had uh, cut open uh, the padding from in, inside the ring, showing the wood. Oh, so uh, he was exposed. Yeah. Word. But after you know his match, someone came out with a wreck everything and leave shirt and really wrecked everything and left. Mm. That person will be Roman Reigns, someone we haven't seen since the quarantine started. Exactly, because he has a weak immune system. Because he had uh, not only cancer. not only just that, he also alluded to, I might have had my parents might be living with me right now at this turn time and moment. Also, he just had twin boys, so he just gave birth to the new Usos. I don't know. Well, I don't think he Yo. gave birth. well, you know what I mean. It came from his. Girth. I mean, <laughs> they, they're known for his, twins. Yeah, I now that's what's up. It man. came from his birth, so you, his girth, so you know it's worth. Yes. Ooh ah. Ooh ah. But yet, also, those weren't the only things that happened over the weekend. Due to the bubble and all the scheduling, TNT pushed AEW to Saturday, and mm. two major things really happened. Diamante and Ivalice beat the Nightmare Sisters. In the deadly draw tag team women's match, as well as Cody Rose got squashed mm. by Brody Lee, and now Brody Lee is the TNT champion, as well as the Dark Order beat up on the Nightmare family. I'm talking even R. Anderson. Is that the black on black crime people are already talking about? Get a word. Yo, I'm just saying, like, Dark Order, Nightmare Society. 
Nightmare Family. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> them, both of them motherfuckers live in the shadows and are really are ready to get a bite out of primetime wrestling TV. Am but I you right? know why the Nightmare Family is called the Nightmare Family. No, I do not because I because don't follow A&E. Cody <laughs> Rose goes by the, the American Nightmare. Oh, okay. See, that's Cody Rose. I see. Yeah. I need to pay more attention to AEW, but yeah, and, that makes fun. That makes sense if you're familiar with yeah. uh, American Dream and Dusty Rose and their whole legacy. And everybody that he basically runs with: Dusty, QT Marshall, Brandy, Arn Anderson, and good old DDP. But he wasn't one of the ones that got attacked. Oh yeah, DDP is over there now. Nightmare Family. Word. That's what's up. Well, the segue from nightmares to darker nights. There was a lot of shit going on because DC fandom was popping off Ooh, over the whoa. weekend. So much better than anyone thought it was going to be. And uh, I don't even know if it was that. It was just the fact that they actually had shit to show us. And, you know, <laughs> and on a fun fact, I'm ready for I can't wait for these next two weeks to go by for part two of DC fandom. Oh, see, I didn't know there was a part two. Yes. Oh. We have another Saturday, September 12th. That's what they DC did say fandom. they broke it up. I thought, it was meant, I thought when they said they broke it up, it was going to be mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday type vibe. And we're going to come back with a whole new block and shit. A whole new block. Okay, so starting off with this. This movie has been in development for a long time, just about as long as Black Adam with The Rock. That's why this isn't too high on my, well, oh my God, meter. I'm so excited. It's just, well, they've been talking about this being a possibility, but Static Shock is in consideration to be made into a movie very soon. And I know I've said that very wordy, wordy, but it's just like, because Milestone Comics with uh, uh, Reggie Holden are coming back to the DC comic book itself. And there are very um, productive talks about bringing Static Shock to the big screen. And that doesn't mean it's happening, happening. That doesn't mean they're really considering making it happen. But like I said before, that talk has always been around Hasn't in Hollywood. Hasn't been around since literally the TV, the Carson, animated show? Exactly. Because like everybody's, like every, it's like almost every five years it's, Talk of who should play Static Shock. Yeah, because, like, before now, before you had, like, Old Buddy from Stranger Things that played Lucas and The Shy. Wasn't it Bodega? No, before, even before that, it was, like, Jaden Smith. And then you had um Old Boy that voiced Miles that was in um Dope. Yeah. And then it's, like, every, even John Boyega, like, every young black actor at the time is always on somebody's fan wish list to play Static because we've been wanting this movie and it should have been happening. Should have been happening. And... I kind of am hoping that if this DC Entertainment Universe gets all resetted, I kind of don't want Black Lightning to get fully resetted, but I wanted to get it resetted enough to give us at least a TV show version of Static. Exactly. So give me Static any way, shape, or form, and I'll be cool. Then also, like I mentioned earlier, Black Adam released a teaser trailer, which is was low-key frustrating because... They should have said, should have called it conceptual art trailer because it wasn't actually anything filmed. It was just more like a moving comic, a motion comic. It was so. But it was, at comic. least, it was the voice of The Rock telling us what was going on. And the concept art of and him it, in the, as Black Adam. Which exactly. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to need him in that suit. Exactly. And it's going to be dope. And I like how they did show early images of what the members of the Justice League, yeah. uh, the Justice Society of America will look like. Because we're getting Dr. Faith, we're getting Adam Smasher, 
And we're getting two other characters that escape my mind right now. But if you watch the Super, um, the Stargirl TV series, the JSA is already a presence on there, minus Dr. Fate and several other characters that are actually popping up in this movie. But I like how they're introducing them there and putting them in the Black Adam movie. So I feel like we're going to see more of them. Also, given the fact that they finally came back into continuity um, during the Doomsday Clock event in the comic books. And Black Adam was another movie that should have been came out. The Rock has literally been signed on to play him for the last fifteen to twenty years. Mm-hmm. And which I'm glad is nuts. he I'm glad now that he's made so much money that he has his own production team, so now he could just be like, you know what? I'm throwing this money on. We getting this produced. Hell yeah. Then we got a new Wonder Woman eighty four trailer that actually Ooh, showed wait. Cheetah being Cheetah and I like how she looks like a cheetah versus like I just thought they might having her dressed up in cheetah print and all that. I was worried. About well, that. I didn't think it would do that. I was kind of worried about it, but then I was like, they might CGI it. Cause I think it was going. I thought it was going to go more <laughs> like cats, Thundercat ish looking, making her look very human. But this is catting up the face. But no, she's full cheetah fur, naked, all that shit. And it's Kristen Wiig too. And I know she can act, act but we all used to her being funny. So it's going to be a nice change. And it does definitely have that Selena Kyle from Batman Return vibes. Like, oh, I'm just an odd woman. You're so beautiful, Diana. Nobody looks at me. I'm just weird. But no, men look at women all the same. Like objects. And that's messed up. And as men, we need to change that shit. It'd be hard, though. <laughs> it do be hard because we're wired a certain way. But we don't mean that in a negative way. Well, I can't say we. Some people do and they're fucked up, man. But being a real man that knows... Who he is DNA-wise, genetically, I know how I perceive women, but that doesn't mean I have to treat them like that, and I don't. That's also come with uh, maturity and realizing what it actually means to be a man. Because I went through them phases like most men do. I was grabbing asses and shit until my, until my ass started getting grabbed three times, four times a night in the club. And I was like, why are they walking around here treating, like I'm, treating me like I'm a piece of meat? Like they could just grab on my ass without my permission. Then they click like... Oh shit, that's why I be doing to these young ladies, somebody's daughter, somebody's mama out here in these streets. But I was like, you know what? That's not cool, but I am cool, so let me do the right thing. And I stopped doing that shit. And now I'm fine with my. I sleep well at night sometimes. <laughs> I remember the day you said, This is your girl, just grab my butt. And for all them dudes that want to act like, No, I wish a girl would just walk around, grab me, and touch my dick. Oh, no, it's not fun. No, it's not fun. Because guess what? You'll get a girl that you don't want touching you, touching you, and you'll be like, Whoa, whoa, hold up. And guess what? Women go through that all the time. And then there's those sneak ones that just grab you and then keep on moving. So you, and it's a group of them, so you (laughs) don't know which one did it. They grab your meat all discreet. Now you looking there lost and confused and don't want to go up to them like, um, you feel I don't want to be, I don't want to be mean or anything or sound crazy, but one of y'all touch my meat and that did not feel right. Like yo, please <laughs> don't do that. Like the men don't get raised to be taught like that. What do I do? A woman just grabs my meat. Is that how you guys are asking them? You just grab my meat? No, no that's what's no, going in my head. Yeah, like someone like, who grabbed my meat. <laughs> Why are just grabbing on my pain? Where the meat at? This, this, this ain't a 1999 or 1989 McDonald's commercial. I can't even get a handshake in a high. She got the quarter pound and the cheese in her hand. Goddamn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me with something. <laughs> What's that, some buns? <laughs> and then they get grabbed. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> also drop. 
Who was the Snyder Cut of the Justice League um, trailer? And I'm gonna be honest. Thank you, Snyder Cut. I'm ready, Daniel. Before you even speak, I Did know you how you feel it? about Snyder, but I have one issue. Did you so? But you watched it though, yeah. right? All right? I have one now. issue. What is that? Was I mean, it the choice of the song on the? Wait, the if you let him answer, <laughs> it's. They should have done Dark Sider closer or Dark Side closer to how they did Thanos instead of just being a CGI guy. Okay, that's it. All right, cool. Yeah, and also we do have time for the um, you know to put in the special effects, and, and it could be great. Oh yeah, and this is what I like. I'm like I'm, I like the fact that you brought that up because I don't think they had the foresight that then to go practical and big them up like you know right like right, they do with right. Tom Cruise yes, in all the movies. Yes, but then again they did Stephen Roof like that too. So I'm wondering who did the motion caps for Dark Side then. I just think that it, it, it dehumanizes a character when all they are giant CGI gray guys. Yes, and mm. they both are definitely that. I even know, and one thing, one not, I even know Desan was in there. I thought it was Stephen Wolf with a cloak on his head <laughs> until I watched like one of my YouTubers break. And I was like, oh, that wasn't Stephen Wolf with a cloak on. Mm. Ah, damn. Like, all right, cool. But I did like the trailer, and I do like the fact that when we watch this, we're going to see that that was a finished movie and what we got was all studio hands. And I will happily, if it if it turns out to be a full movie, I will gladly admit that I was wrong. And see, the thing too is about that, they're going to drop it in four parts, about four hour parts on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. But then word is they're going to drop it all together. I don't know theatrically, but they're probably going to drop it first on the app together, like four hours, and then drop it theatrically in black and white. That's the rumor that when they do drop it all together, it's gonna be a black and white version, and I'm down for that shit. Cause even with Superman wearing a black and um, silver costume, Ooh, that was boy, digitally um, altered, post. digitally altered, yeah. digitally yeah. altered post. Yeah, I thought so. you said Disney. I'm like, uh, maybe. <laughs> There's always a mouse in the house. But I do have some Disney news though. Word, that but I figured out. But yes, yeah, Bill, the Snyder Cut trailer drop. Looking forward to that. Also, the fact that. We see the the uh, the sequence of the Flash saving Iris West that was Grizzly supposed to be in the movie that was cut out. For and real. fact that and that just brings me back to um, Batflat Ben Affleck Bat, uh, Batman being in the Flash movie. So they're gonna really tighten that up and connect all the pieces. And I guess they're cool with Ezra Miller wilding out, quote unquote, because now he's still gonna be the Flash. And Whoa. that's what's funny about this world that we live I, in. One moment you're done, you're canceled. Next moment, oh he's back, he's back. And I think the only reason why he's back is because of all the scenes that they had in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, people like, we can't do a Flash movie. We don't have that that Flash with bringing back Ben Affleck. So we got to figure some shit out. We got to figure some shit out. (laughs) And then, speaking of Batman, fuck Batman trailer drop. And once again, this is why I always say I don't judge anything by the actors. I will judge it on on the finished product. Because everybody wanted shit on Robert Patterson for being Edward, blah, blah, blah. It's not my Batman. But when that trailer came out, that shit was cool. But then when he got to being Batman and punched old buddy three, four times, broke an arm, punched him three more times... Let him Drop fall him on the ground. Then punch him and again. And then punch him three, four times. <laughs> and then said, I am vengeance. I'm like, I said, oh, thank you, Edward. You this what happened after you left the left the dreamscape? You were a man pretending to be a bat. Now you're a bat pretending to be a man. Because you're a Batman. Because he was a vampire and vampires are like bats. What I really liked about that trailer <laughs> was like you said that punching scene, because yeah. it made me think, oh. 
I, this makes me think of all the Arkham games I've played. And, no. the, and the thing is, they wanted to go for the dark and gritty. Yeah. So I'm just like sitting here like, all right, I see the dark, but where the gritty at? Right there. And, and then he gets starts beating him up. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and I'm going to be honest. This Riddler might take Jim Carrey's Riddler from me. Well, it will, because I never saw the Riddler as that comedic. So I... I was always a fan of the yeah. comedic Joker Riddler, but I've always been told that Joker's never really was true comedic. But, it depends. But it, regardless, the dark version of the Riddler is like one of the best things. So just seeing this version and the fact that we can't tell if he's actually talking in that trailer, we can't tell if he's actually talking about Bruce or if he's talking about people in Gotham. Or it's just the government in general, like. Stop telling lies, motherfucker. I'm just like, yo, I don't, I might be siding with the Riddler. Word. And and another thing, too, before we segue to another topic real quick. That part of the trailer just reminded me of all the memes. So like, yeah, Batman will ask you a question, beat the shit out you, and then be like, talk. And that was, that was that scene in the trailer remind me of. Like, you want to beat him up at, and then tell him, yo, so what y'all up to? Like, bro, my esophagus is crushed. <laughs> like I'm sign languaging right now. <laughs> you were two. You were one stomp away from breaking my skull in. Oh yeah, and speaking of um, breaking skulls in. All right, with Daniel's point, um, the Arkham Knight games. There's a game coming called Arkham Knights when you're playing as Tim Drake's Robin, Batgirl Barbara Gordon, Jason Todd Red um, Red Hood, and Nightwing Dick Grayson in a world where Batman is dead and the Dead bruised protocols go out to each. But person. that is after Arkham Knight. No, 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 no. That's the thing. It's too. a different universe, it's a but different it's still universe. through Warner Brothers no. Montreal. But it's not the next one. No, no, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's through Warner Brothers Montreal, but it's not technically the next Batman. Because that get those. It's game, not the next game in that series. This is going to be their new game. Yeah. Using the same as aesthetics as the series. Exactly. Because that game was produced by Rocksteady. And you know what the true, true sequel to that Arkham Knight game is? Do you know what the true successor of that Arkham Knight game is? No. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. That is the direct sequel. That's the next one in that universe. And I found that shit out this year or during Phantom 2. Because I thought it was something separate. But it's oh, part of that universe. Yeah, that's the next one in the whole. Ooh. It's in the whole continuity of that. So I haven't played those games. So was Deadshot Black already? We didn't or, know. We, yeah, oh, so you already had the mask. Was Key yeah. Shark in there? No. Because no, Key Shark is actually voiced by Samoa Joe for all my wrestling fans out there. So that game is actually coming out in 2022. But um, Arkham Knights is coming out next year. And I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of the Suicide Squad, they didn't have an official trailer drop, but they had a character reveal trailer. And that shit looks fun. Fun, funny, D, fun, fun, Man, fun. Looking at that character trailer, I was just like, Oh, this season one of Attack on Titan. Five of these niggas is dying. Man, I don't think we get they make it through the um, title screen, but already my personal favorite is King Shark. Weasel. <laughs> Cause that motherfucker look crazy. Weasel? Yeah, you didn't see Weasel the whole seat he, he's um being motion captured by um James Gunn's brother. I I didn't. Oh, you, it's real quick. Like you actually see him in like a straight seat. Like you know how yeah, they picture the you, trailer. Yeah, he's like in a in, um, that, in that character reveal. They dropped also like a small featurette. Yeah, like he's in a room. Like he's in a room. Like they show him in his cell room with a yeah, you prosthetic gotta, just scratching at the yeah, wall. Yeah, you gotta watch it real quick. But yeah. I'm be honest, John Cena's character got me, especially the fact that they said it's like, oh, he a dude that fights for justice by any means necessary. Yeah, even if you gotta die. 
I'm just like, oh, so he Batman if he pulled the trigger. All right. Word. And this is, like, the most shocking thing I found out today. That the internet and geekdom is like, why? We don't want this. But at the same time, like, ooh, this could be the greatest hot-ass mess of an idea ever. Are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Guess what's getting a CW live-action reboot slash reimagination? What's getting a CW reboot live-action about a couple of little girls yep, mixed with sugar, spice, and everything, everything nice. The Powerpuff Girls are coming to CW by Greg Berlanti and some people behind everybody's favorite Riverdale series. They're redoing Powerpuff Girls. Why? Who asked for this? No. Do we need it? No. no. Am I going to no. watch it? Fuck yeah, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I got to see this car wreck. But at the same time... What if it's not a car wreck? It could be if they go the Stargirl route. If it doesn't Stargirl route, that shit might be for now. Joyful, hopeful, girl-powery, and cute in the right ways, but action-packed in the right ways, cool. But if they go with the route we all pretty sure they're going to go, the hot, sexy... Teenage girls in high school. Oh yeah, they're giving superpowers. us the, they're giving us the and Buttercup's gonna be a hard lesbian. <gasps> you get the you, you get the intro where it's like it's been ten years since we killed Mojo Jojo. Or oh, no, 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 that's the thing too. Mojo Jojo is gonna be a white toxic male or a monkey that turns into a white toxic male. No. It's gonna be it's gonna no. be so low key. No. Low key. Weird. I want to see him. I want to see a monkey turn into but a white. Some people are sh- trying to shit on him, but like no, nah, CW. They love gender swapping and fluidity. Oh, him's gonna fluidity. be popping. Him's gonna be running be, a whole brothel. I mean, him, him, might be, him might be actually. I can see him being actually one of these famous drag queens out here. Stunting on no, everybody. That's who him is. should be. No, I'm saying no, that's, yeah, what I'm that's saying. yeah, that's one thing they gonna nail. They gonna knock. That, they like, gonna knock him out though. Part. I they ain't gonna, worry about that. I ain't gonna lie. I'm worried about give everything me, else. Give me one of these. <laughs> give me one of these people from RuPaul's Drag Race that could act. And, and then I'm it, down for. And it. then it comes with the. So does that mean they're gonna cross over with the Arrowverse? No, nope. gonna get a Star Girl because it's a multiverse. And DC does crossovers with everything. And technically, DC, it'll be an eight. I can see the. Oh, shit, I ain't going front. Powerpuff they, Girls and Star Girl crossover. You know what I can see? The HBO Max original crossover, You just so they can force people to go get that HBO Max. Bruh. Especially if it's popping, popping. Yes. And the thing, too, like. Wait, but does that mean. I could they drop an Easter egg with the gorillas? I'm just saying they could do that and Mojo Jojo, Gorilla God. Mojo Jojo, wait, 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 wait. Mojo Jojo is trying to take over the multiverse. So guess what happens when we do that? He has to go to another universe. Guess who's in that? Another monkey trying to do the same thing at the same time. Gorilla God. I mean, just looking at this right here, it's saying that they're going to be disillusioned 20-somethings. Oh, they ain't girls, they women, but yeah. So they are going to go that route. That's yeah, they're going to... Quote-unquote. My fault. Quote-unquote. But... We could do a whole episode about that. But, oh, we will, baby. But also something we can always talk about is music. And YWDCA8 on Spotify is this month's playlist. And on that, you can hear Pharrell and Jay-Z's new song, new song Entrepreneur. Mm. Um, new albums from Black Bear, All American Rejects, Nas, Bryce Vane, and The Killers all came out. The Killers album was cool. Um, Nas' shit is legit. So if you're an old school hip-hop fan... And you love Hit Boy beat making... 
It's the perfect blend. And if I didn't know that was Hit Boy in production, I wouldn't guess because people think Hit Boy and New Sound and the Younger Bop, but he worked well with Nas's sound well and flow. So and that shit was fucking awesome. And with that being said, we're going to bring that to a wrap of Yo, What's Poppin'? And when we come back, we're going to get into the geeking out segment of the show. And y'all better be ready for it because these dollars about to get thrown in the air and they're going to go everywhere. How's it going, guys? This is Daniel. And Kelsey Show, a.k.a. Kelsey Greer. And today we're going to give you a little introduction to a new show that's coming to our network. Our network is growing and we're really excited about what's happening. But instead of us telling you about the show, we figured we'd let the hosts of it bring you in on what's coming up. Guys? All right. Hey, guys. Uh, we are three guys, ten eyes. Uh, just three guys. Two of us wear glasses. Simple math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we just are going over... Simple entertainment topics, pop culture, sports, music, interviews, and stuff like that as well for the local scene. Yeah, we're just going to try to bring up the community. If you have anything that you're starting up, your career, we'd like to have you on the show. Just hit us up. We have Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah, all of those at three guys, uh, ten eyes. eyes. Word. And do you want to give us your names individually, or is this one collective? Is this, like an, an, yeah, is this an anonymous thing, yeah. or are you all three attached like a Cerberus? Uh, well, <laughs> we are all three attached at the hip. It's kind of, it's, we're it's kind of like Siamese, to Siamese at, twins. I have to say. Them hips don't lie, though. Well, yeah. it's actually more hips than could lie. Uh, unfortunately, we have very small hips, so we're just literally... <laughs> like an Instagram model. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I go by Young Pyramid. Uh, I also make music, so check me out well, on what that. What type of music you make? I make hip-hop uh, and like alternative hip-hop. you play live instruments, or is it just like... No, it's bad. it's all like he beats, the and then I make my own lyrics, and yo, I rap. Yeah, we might have to talk, bro. <laughs> no, we will so when can we expect uh, to hear from you guys next uh, we are posting every Tuesday we go live right now on Facebook uh, that'll be going on every Sunday and probably for another three weeks uh, and that's on my on my Facebook Derek Shreve you wanna go we, we have his name now Okay, yeah. you wrote that down <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. my <laughs> social like my, my social is uh, 666 so hit me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, we just lost our whole Christian following. <laughs> no, 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 no. On this network, I think you just no, they, built some more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You can't believe Fair in enough. God without believing in the beast, baby. Cool, cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, I'm what, Ultimate uh, Dusty. Uh, I just do gardening and oh, gaming. Right. Yeah. What type oh, yeah. of gardening? All kinds, man. We got pumpkins growing, watermelon what? growing. I've been trying to grow some collard greens. My garden's been fucking up lately, but then again, I haven't put too much intensity. Okay, to yeah, it. I ain't, we haven't uh, tried no collard greens, but we got kale and lettuce and all that good stuff okay. coming in. Uh, just today, we harvested some cucumbers and tomatoes. Hey, yo, you grow some tomatoes, give them to me when they're green. I'm frying them some bitches up. Same you can probably do, do that with the yeah, the, the abusive husband. Exactly, yeah, always. <laughs> and uh, you. <laughs> Uh, I'm Christian. I don't rap or garden. I just work at a grocery store. Damn, yes. <laughs> you are My a man. fucking man. The everyday essential. person. Yep. Yes. Yeah, too essential. Sometimes, <laughs> too essential. <laughs> so we're looking forward to having you guys on the network. And I know that you listening out there right now, I can't tell you how exciting this is, how fucking wet you should be getting. <laughs> don't do that. I I'm, I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm honestly a little scared. You're gonna <laughs> around should be. Yeah, no, no. A healthy dose of fear will always keep you alive. It's, it's kind of just one of the rules of the network. You come in here, we all get naked, we record it, and it's good to be a little afraid. 
So, <laughs> saves you on AC <laughs> costs too. The fact that we are in a basement and it's cooler does not help the fact that I'm still sweating. Um, we have them coming onto the network starting next month. Be ready because it's going to get crazy. Guys, thanks for being here and uh, let's get back to the show. Exactly. And we're back, guys. And now we get into the part of the show where we geek out about a particular TV series, movie, comic book, or property in general. And that TV series today will be Stars P Valley. Down in the valley where the girls get, get naked. naked. Throw a couple bands and you know they gonna shake, shake it. it. That's all we can one. say on that. <laughs> oh no. I gotta do my one, two. Uno, dos. Shake them. Tres, cuatro. Rake them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Me and Ross has um, recently been watching this TV series because I was like, I seen it advertised. But after listening to um, Joe Budden and them talk about it on his podcast, like, oh, I need to start watching it. So, like most people, I don't have cable, but I have Amazon Prime. I was like, all right, let me pay this um, $8.99 for this month, binge all these episodes, because the season's only going to eight. Right now, episode six is out. And as soon as we started watching it, we was like, oh, this shit a hit. Man. This shit goes. I wasn't, I'm going to be 100. I wasn't even really paying much attention, but once that thing, once that theme song hit, it was a whole different subject. Hell yeah! And the theme song is called "Down in the Valley" by Juicy Fruit. Juicy. Not to well, be three E's. Yes, but not to be cute, not to be confused with the actual um, gum if they still make it. But it's funny that that gum doesn't last that long, but it's lasted a long ass time as a gum that you can purchase. It's just. Mm, it's one of those things about life. Like, wow, yeah. you selling people on that quick fix for reals. And also, you can find that song on the latest um, playlist, YWDCA8, on Spotify. Because if we fuck with a show's theme song and it's on a streaming site, you're oh. going to fuck with it too if you fuck with the music that we listen to. But just to give you a quick synopsis of what the show is about, it's about a strip club called The Pink in Chekaloosa. Mississippi, and the show was created by Katari Hall. <clears throat> and this is following right after a hurric- uh, after a hurricane, and yes. the city's still kind of rebuilding. A lot of people are going through some post-traumatic syndromes. I can honestly say this is probably one of the most down-to-earth, realest, wildest shows to watch right now. For real, because for those people that was fucking with Empire, but Empire got too silly... This is like that gritty, realistic, hip-hop-infused Southern... I'm going to go ahead and say modern-day classic. Because I don't even like strip clubs. If you know me, you know I don't fuck with strip clubs. I'm already awkward. Awkward. We're going to trademark that. That means I'm awkward and weird. And I like to dance. So when I do go to strip clubs, I be trying to get up and dance. But I can't because it's not what it's for. It's for watching these women perform. But at the same time... These clubs and the springs and all that. And if I'm watching this girl, I'm like, yo, you ain't even doing no good shit. Well, I'm going to give you my hard-earned cash. We just literally just up there walking around. That's not for me. And now also the type that be in my head, I be trying to figure out questions to ask these young, young ladies. Like, what did your daddy do to you? Or what did he not do? Why are you here right now? If you want to talk to me and get my money, you better be ready to talk about some Glitter Force or some motherfucking Legend of Korra real quick. Because I'm going to talk your ear out about some geek shit. But then again, that's why I don't go to the clubs. Because they don't want to hear that. They trying to get dollars. And guess what? My dollars go to comic books and bow ties. Not those thighs. <laughs> 
But yeah, so watching this series made me like go against everything in my nature and what I despise and be like, oh shit, I need to go. I might need to go somewhere and see some bitches shake some ass. Because these women in these show in this show are amazing performers. They are athletic. They are talented, and it takes so much skill and dedication to do some of these moves that they are doing. Because I dance, so I know the preparation that goes in. I know the techniques and the precision that goes into doing a lot of routines. And just seeing what they do on these poles, and just have to think about how they do it weekly, nightly. And ever so rightly. And ever so rightly. It's fucking amazing. I mean, like, there's a moment in the show where there's, like, three women stacked on top of each other. One's on the ceiling, one's in the middle, and one at the bottom. Then they all slide. Then one girl's twerking, one another girl's planking. And I'm sitting there losing my mind. Like, they really do this? Is like some circus, some hood circus soleil shit. I'm like, if this is what they're doing in King of Diamonds and Blue Flame up in Atlanta and shit like that, yo, I'm going to have to be there. It's like, if they were doing this at every strip club, I would get it, but they don't. These women now here at the paint, especially on Mercedes Mondays. Mercedes Monday. The Mercedes had people come from Alabama to Atlanta, Orleans, just to see her script on them Mondays. On Boy. them Mondays. Boy. I can't, oh man, I could talk about just the dancing element alone because that's what makes me mostly a fan of the series is that element. And... Yes, it does focus on the dancing, but not only does it focus on the dancing, it focuses on all the stories of the ladies that work at the Pink, even the owner. Uncle Clifford. And you come to find out that the strip club was passed down through his whole whole history. Not history, whole history, because his grandma inherited the club from the family, and it's P Valley stands for Pussy Valley. So there's a portion of Mississippi where all like the seedy, brothels strip club the red light district area is located and that's where pink is and uncle clifford might be the mvp of any tv series of this year he might be my favorite tv character of the year because he is a black man who is gay but who also cross dresses in drag and kills these outfits and it's, he's hilarious, but he's heartfelt. And that's one thing about black people. We will clown you and love you at the same time. Because if, if you watch Community, just imagine the Dean, but like six feet tall, black, and, and just dripping with swag. And with a southern accent and love, like and a, an old black woman. Yes, and he kills it all the time. Then you have the main character of the show, like our focal point would be um, Haley. She... Um, she starts the starts the series off with her finding a, uh, a briefcase um, in this flooded area from a hurricane. I assumed it was Katrina, but it's not. And you know, um, hurricanes aren't just exclusive to New Orleans. This also takes place in Mississippi. And then she takes this uh, woman's identity. I didn't realize that until I watched it the first episode for like the third time with someone. I just assumed she just found her shit. But no, but um, Haley is a light skinned shorty who's just trying to find her way in the world, but we also know she has a checkered past. And I like how the show is so organic. Like They bring up the red boneness, her light skinniness, her high yellowness. Because if, fr- if you're black, you know these are terms we use all the time. And I just love how that feels organic because these characters speak the way normal people speak. Then, like we mentioned, Mercedes, she's like the OG at this strip club. She's trying to get out. 
You know this whole adage, so like, oh, I'm stripping, so I get tuition. She was stripping to get a gym so she could start having people work out and also so she can train young girls to be like dancers on dance squads because she's the coach of a dance team too out there for these teens girls. So also she's a role model, but she also has to deal with the fact that she is like the hood famous stripper in the fucking tri-state area, but also trying to teach these young girls how to be respectable women and show them they don't have to be doing what she doing to be better in their own lives. Yeah. <clears throat> then we have Gidget, the white, token white, the token white girl in the group. You know how they are. They're not. They seem black. They're not trying to act black, but yet you could tell that they're a product of their environment, which is being around mostly blacks. Exactly. And she happens to be Mercedes' best friend and the second longest worker at the paint. Exactly. And that's one thing that too is cool. Like. She's white in a scenario, but they don't make her feel less right. than. She yeah. is equal because she is a sister in this strip club because they're all there together. So it's no black, white, this white girl do that. It's all you, my sister. Yes, they're going to make jokes here and there, but at the end of the day, it's all love. And that's one thing I love about that, too. Plus, she's messing with one of the main drug dealers in the city, too, which also is one of these reckless-ass, wild-ass white boys. But it makes sense. And then we have Miss M. I crooked letter, crooked letter, I crooked letter, crooked letter, I humpback, humpback, I, ow. That girl Keyshawn, aka Miss Mississippi, she's like that young, pretty, like she's like that next one. Like you could tell when that hot chick come in as a freshman in high school. I know how that sounds right now, but oh yo, she that one in this class, and now that Mercedes is trying to get out. She's finding her lane, like, oh, I could be on the top of the game. I could be the new attraction. But she also is, is in an abusive abusive relationship with her baby daddy. And that shit hits difference because it is a show about strippers. Like, it is sometimes tongue-in-cheek, no pun intended. But when you deal with those serious issues, like a lot of people deal with in life, it's like, damn. But the show must go on. And the fact that they're the family, like, she come there in one episode with her baby in the arm, like, oh, I fell. Like, sure you did, girl. But then, you know, Uncle um, Clifford, like, giving her makeup and just telling her to advise and being at the same time, like, damn, girl, don't let these men take away your money. Your money is your face. Yeah, that sucks to say, but, yo, that's your reality. Because if he fucks up your face, what you going to do with yourself? You have no other skills. You are pretty. You can dance. Don't let them. I don't know why y'all girls keep letting men do this. And then she's like, what you know about it? It's like, yo, I was with a dude that beat my ass. You got to get out of it. You can. And then she has this whole baby. But through the whole episode, you see everybody in the strip club. Well, in the back, take care of the baby. So Uncle Clifford trying to get these hoes on stage. And he got a whole baby in his arm eating a chicken wing. And he's like, all right. like. And then somebody's like, oh, why you got... Because like Mercedes tell Uncle Clifford, why you got me um, babysitting um, the new girl, which is Haley, a.k.a. um, Autumn Knight. And he was like, girl, do you want to switch roles? I'm babysitting too. Like, you want this baby? They she's like, mm, no. And just little shit like that makes it's that shit so go. Weird. Like, one, literally one scene, Keyshawn comes straight to work and her wrists are hurting. And she's supposed to do a whole planking routine on the pole. And she's making up an excuse. And they're just like, your wrist got to get working by the end of the night because if it ain't working, you ain't going to work. Yeah, and if you ain't gonna work, your baby ain't gonna be fed. Why you with this nigga? Because he's fucking up your money and your stability. 
Exactly. And there's a whole nother subplot about casinos and other shit. But damn, one of the most fascinating relationships in this show is between Uncle Clifford and local rapper in the TV series, Little Murder. And Little Murder also has a song called Fallen, which is on the YWDCA playlist. No, I'm not sitting on my lap. No, I might add sit on my lap too, but Oh my he's God. a he's a local artist trying to blow up and him and Uncle Clifford get entangled. Oh and entangled. what makes this so interesting is the fact that it's no it's no surprise that a lot of hip hop is very I don't wanna say homophobic, but homophobic is the word. It's very anti that lifestyle is anti gay from the lyrics from Jump Street and that could be found a lot in black community which is fucked up in my opinion because we already know how it feels to be minorities and just upon and the fact like black gays in the community where you're a female or a male you also get ostracized and there are no openly well there's a couple openly gay rappers but there's no one that's like yo yo this is who I am and they're popping like there have been people that have touched around and eluded with it, but they're never really out out. Cause if you ask like who's a gay rapper, nobody's gonna be like. The closest people might say in the, in this current generation might be Tyler. Just that's because who I'm of that. And exactly, and I don't even think he's technically and technically gay. he's not gay. gay. He's he's in the bisexual spectrum or the pan realm. But the too. thing too with men, if we're gonna be real, men don't have the luxury of being bisexual. If you're a man and you touch one penis in your life, you're gay forever. Because that's what they alluded, that's what they t- spoke about too on Insecure. And we're going to have that e- episode sometime soon too when Molly was messing with old buddy and found out he experimented once in high school or uh, in college and she felt a type of way. But like, yo, sometimes you got to do something before you realize that you ain't about it. And now that you're not about it, people always want to bring that back too. And that's one of them things too that made people kill themselves and not feel comfortable with their life because they know how they're going to be perceived. And the fact of the matter that this show has this big-ass, gay-ass, flamboyant-ass, dress-wearing-ass man running this strip club who also gets respect from everybody in the streets in that city is dope, but also he's in a relationship or entanglement with this little rapper, but it's still like, yo, do you... I'm like, are they... Is he flirting? I'm like, oh, so you... You like him enough to mess around and go to his grandma's house and do X, Y, Z. But when you get pressure for it, by little murder, that means, and people thinking you're kind of swinging that way, that's when you're like, nah, 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 nah. Because there's a whole powerful scene where Uncle Clifford trying to tell little murder, like, yeah, you keep trying to talk about how you want to take mail, send me text messages, like, where are we going to go? One thing is me being who I am is one thing, but if you and me are out and people see that together... You ain't gonna, yeah. Subject. You ain't gonna have no rap career. And the and what was even more crazy is the whole us fighting about little murder and his openness because he's actually like, oh, you think he's just a dick dude out here making his money? Situation happens. No, he's actually nice and kind, trying to be respectful, and then it goes to him being bisexual. Well, yeah, yeah, him being bisexual. Like, he and basically he said, just, yeah, go ahead. And we just go from there and just like, all right. Because he basically propositions um, Uncle Clifford's like, yo, this thing right now, alluding to his penis, it murders everything. I'm like, oh, so you just a dude that don't, literally doesn't matter where you stick it, you're going to stick it. All right. That's how you roll? Cool. cool. That's life. Word. <laughs> and then also, because then you have the element of show where he's trying to get his uh, come up. He's trying to get blown up. 
and then he starts uh message or he starts creating the image like him and Miss Mississippi are a little thing because she's trying to get more popularity so she could be the main attraction at the pink and he's trying to get his songs um up the chart so he's like so she came to him like yo let me put you on let's work with each other yo let's be in these videos together let's take this tweet let's take this snap let's put this on tiktok it's me and little murder we out here kissing making out because even a dude's like yeah if you wasn't out here bullshitting around you could be making these hits working on your music and then he and then little murder just like y'all is busy. Then it's like, we're busy with what motherfucker? And then he's like, uh, uh. And this when uh, Miss Mississippi like with me, mm, with don't y'all wish I was with me? And then they start making out like, oh, she got your cover up because she's seeing him and Uncle Clifford making out, and she was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I can use this to my advantage because like Clifford said to Miss Mississippi, well, I, I, I raised you right. I trained you. You smart girl. You learning. And you won't know how good he be training these girls. He didn't use Autumn because one of the secret plots, one of the main plots is the government is trying to take all of the land and just reconstruct it. So they hire somebody to take pictures and try to find a way to get the pink shut down. So Uncle Clifford gets gets wind of this news, finds out that Autumn Knight has has flirted with this dude, and goes and you tells Adam, do what you must, but get this information and come back. Yes, and because um, we about to get to the end of this segment, but there's so much shit going on so in this show. Much. Episode 3 is probably the best episode Shit, maybe so we far. need two edit- editors, man. <laughs> shit, like, I need to talk about this for another 20 minutes, but nah, because there's a whole aspect with Mercedes and her mama and the church and how church folks be hypocritical, because Mercedes, the top stripper, she takes money from the strip club and give it to the church. Her mama won't be like anti-booty shaking all this, but the church never not takes the money. And guess who one of the deacons doing it? One of the deacons from the church, guess what he was just doing? Touching on Mercedes in the club. The so, night before, drunk. Had to get exactly. out. So you're going to judge one woman's daughter for shaking her ass making money, but then you're going to be in the club touching her, giving her that money, and then sit there and try to say some shit about the whole situation. Like, you cannot do this. Like, the the hypocrisy in this world is ridiculous. Let people do what they do. If it's not harming you, just be chill with it. And just to let y'all know, her mom's just as hypocrite. One of my greatest statements is, oh, you out here with all this booty-shaking money, only for Mercedes to be like, yeah, this booty-shaking money helped Doug. Helped you with your loan for the church, didn't it? Only for the mom to just shut up about it. Because she know if it wasn't for her going to Mercedes to get this money, the church, she there wouldn't be no more church. And then her mom also using that as a way to get higher on the church board, too. Because they don't respect her as a woman. So that's a whole nother Which is dynamic. also another dynamic in the church system. Because if those types of churches, the woman isn't able to go far among the board they're stuck at a certain stagnant and yeah it's yeah. the south too so it's just oh, it's exactly because so i'm not going to make it a black thing but it's different it also goes the same into like more i don't want to use classical but the more traditional forms of church like the roman catholic things like that you don't have female priests for the most part which doesn't make any sense anybody should be able to teach the word of your said god and just like in like a lot of black churches and communities you have that where they have that patriarchy where it's like, nah, women places are here. Even though she's making sure this shit stay afloat, 
by finessing her daughter and guilt treating her daughter. Like she do go through this whole spiel. She's like, oh my, my, my baby's a stripper. Lord save her. Take Jesus, take it. And Mercedes just literally gives her a bag full of money. Her mama like, hmm, thank you very much. And walks away. And this went Uncle Con, uh, Uncle Cliff Clifford's like, oh she did the whole save me Jesus say shit with you again. Then Mercedes can't even do nothing but cry. All she wants is her mother to love her, but her mother keeps berating her and diminishing her worth, but still take everything she earned straight from her well, spoiling what she really do take away from her. With that being said, we're going to wrap up. Yo, we geeking out. and We before, geeking. Yep, we geeking out. And before we dip out, we're going to hit you with Yo, Check It Out, where we're just going to give you a recommendation for shows to watch if you already are watching P-Valley and like it. Ross, what show would you recommend? Um, I don't have a show based off of P-Valley outside of probably Stars, but I've already recommended that before, so I'm going to pass it right back to you there, Consul. Word. Or you could think about things like Showgirls, for example. Mmm, I should have, but I wasn't. Or Striptease. Mmm, I should have, but I wasn't. Both are um, movies from the 90s for the, the younger viewers out there, for all the people that like are old like me and Ross. You know exactly what we're talking about, just because you know, it's stripper-related. But what I will recommend is a show on TNT called Claws. It's bright, vibrant, and ghetto, fabulous, and it's a series about... Nisi Nash being an owner of her own nail salon with her group of friends and their drama is is great. It's it represents every facet of life from you know people with disabilities because she has a brother that's on a spectrum, mentally challenged, if you will, but also shows that mentally challenged people can live normal lives. Um, there's a lot of southern mafia type shit. There's drugs. There's fashion. There's Trauma, there's baby daddies being in prison, of course. And, of course, nails. Get it? Because claws are nails. That's why the show is nails. Oh, and, then the and it takes place in Florida. Next. It should be coming soon. Yep, so that means uh, expect an episode from us guys. And, yeah, and it takes place in Florida, so we had that connection of... Um, random wild shit. Random wild shit, and plus P-Valley being in Mississippi and claws being in Florida. So there's that Southern connection that just runs um, through all Southern places. And yeah, that's going to bring this episode to an end. Um, before we um, get out of here, we always want to thank you guys for listening. And before we get out of here, Roscoe has one more thing to say real quick. Upon further silliness research, uh, the Milan streaming joint for $30 is just early access through Disney+. Plus. It will be releasing later on. So you could... Pay $30 to stream early and download for off-scene watch or just wait to when they officially drop it on the app. Either or, it's dropping on the app, y'all. Word. And with that being said, that's going to bring this episode to an end of Yo, Yo Where the, the Couch is at, the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yep. As always, I'm yours truly, Kels for Show. And I'm yours, the great one named Roscoe. And as always, guys, be one or be nothing. Be kind, y'all. We out. Peace.